What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Five Star Jobbers Podcast. I'm Cody. And I am lonely in a hotel room. I know. We're we're in two different places right now. We're, so we're joining through Zoom. I wish, you know, no, I'm not doing it. Not doing it. You can put it away. It's virtual. If it doesn't hurt, if it's not, there's no skin-on-skin skin contact. You, you can put it away. It's not going to happen. Put it down. It's not going to happen. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for watching our YouTube channel. I hope you've subscribed to it. If you haven't, you need to get with the program here because we got a lot of great content on here, and a lot more is going to be coming soon. But anyway, thank you to everybody that's been listening. If you haven't already, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. You can go check out all of our content and stay up to date on any upcoming events that are going to be coming up in the Southeast. Speaking of events, we've got something we want to let you know about that's going to be coming up. First off, March 2nd. Two big events that's going to be going on. First one, Guardians Legacy Victory at 7 p.m. at Rosenwald High School Gym. Make sure to check that out. Going to be a great event. Also happening March 2nd in the Dothan area. If you're in Dothan, NWA Hard Times. We'll be there. Going to get to take in a great event. We're super excited about it. I can't wait. Because uh, I think they said this has been years since they've been in the Dothan area with NWA. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but it's it's going to be awesome to actually have, you know, the 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 fantastic group of uh, talent that's going to be there with EC3 and uh, many many more uh, to speak of. Uh, so, I think uh, I think uh, Carrie Morton and uh, Ricky Morton will be there as well. All uh, right. I'm not sure of anybody else yet. I'm probably missing a Rock few. Rock and roll. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, NWA Hard Times, 7 p.m. at the Dothan Civic Center in Dothan, Alabama. Be sure to check that out. Also, March 16th, Rose City Pro Wrestling at 7 p.m. in Thomasville, Georgia at the Salvation Army. Make sure to check that out, March 16th, uh, Thomasville, Georgia. Also, uh, I mentioned last episode on February 25th, which is today, which is when we're recording, uh, Wrestle South has had their first event. I got to go take in that this afternoon, and it was an incredible event. Everybody was really welcoming there. I got to see our good friend Logan Stevens. Got to see Xander King in action. Also, Johnny Romano. And it was just a great event all around. So thank you to everybody for putting that on. But their next event is going to be March 24th. Same place at uh, 1117 West Broad Avenue in the Brooks Plaza in Albany, Georgia at 3 p.m. I'm assuming it's going to be 3 p.m. But if not, there'll be updates on it in the weeks to come. March 24th, Wrestle South in Albany, Georgia. Uh, also, March 30th, two big events going on. Southern Wrestling Tradition at 7 p.m. at the Possum Place in Wausau, Florida. Wausau! There we go. I, I hope that we're saying that right, but even if we're not, I'd love to hear him say it like that. Wausau! <laughs> I feel like we should be doing like the Dudley Boys thing. Wausau! Wausau! <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. March 30th, Southern Wrestling Tradition, Possum Place in Wausau, Florida, 7 p.m. Go check that out. Also, March 30th, Kraken Pro Wrestling coming to Tifton, Georgia at the Tift Theater. If you want more information about that and you want to become a volunteer, you can reach out to them by email at krakenprowrestling2024 at gmail.com. We're going to be there. It's going to be an incredible event. Go check it out. You're not going to want to miss it. Also, a little bit further away, but April 20th, DCCW's next event, Unbroken, going to be in McClendon, Florida at the Baker County Fairgrounds. Be sure to check that out. A lot of events coming up and a lot of things going on. So if you want your event uh, promoted or if you want your event to be featured on our episodes here, reach out to us. You can reach us on social media. You can also reach us at the5starjobbers at gmail.com. Let us know if your events that's going to be coming up because we want to advertise it. We want to promote it. We want people to know of all the different promotions that's going on here in the Southeast. And further, if you got any other events going on, let us know. But we want to get into Elimination Chamber. It was a good event, and we got a lot to talk about, a lot of things going on. So let's get into it, John. Uh, just uh, overall, wh what did you think of the entire event? Because I've, I've got my, my uh, thoughts and opinions on it, but what have you got on your mind? So first and foremost, I think as, as a production, as an event, it was fantastic. Uh, they really did a great job, uh, you know, in, in the setup, execution of everything. I mean, everything looked really, really good, really crisp. Um, you know, the, 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 the crowd was hot. Uh, they were very engaged. 
I mean, so as far as that goes, I mean, you couldn't really ask for anything better. I mean, uh, when when Rhea Ripley came out, uh, that was a pop. Oh yeah, big that was, pop. That and I, I'm sure that's the that's what they were hoping for. Of course, I mean, the fact that uh, eliminate I'll say this elimination chamber, the main event was the women's championship match. I mean, like to say, so they really, you know, you know, it, they they really let Rhea have a good homecoming. Absolutely. Um, now, overall, just like the ebb and the flow of the show, uh, I mean, I felt it was pretty good. Um, but I, I can't tell you that any matches were that stupendous. Yeah, um, it was because we kind of had an idea or we kind of felt like it was going to go the way that it went that night. Nothing yeah, really I mean, surprised I, I us. I, I, there weren't any surprises, and so maybe that that, that could f- key into it, right? Um, and also, here, this is just one of those things with elimination chamber, and I, you know, I don't. There's no really way to fix it because, like, you have you have a pay per view that is right around the corner from your biggest pay per view of the year, right? There's. The the elimination chamber is by its very nature like a super brutal match, and there's definitely some you know some some high spots like you you know Lashley uh, putting Owens and Paul through the plexiglass. I like Michael Cole trying to sell it like it's bulletproof glass <laughs> every yeah. time that always cracks me up. And it's like, uh, like not really. No, 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 it's not. It's it's plexiglass. Yeah, that and, very much plexiglass. Yep. And the, they're sitting there like uh, at one point they were trying to talk about how hot and humid it gets in the pods and it's not well ventilated. And the camera was showing it. And, you know, the, the there's there's grates that they're standing on. And then you can see the open air flowing. And yeah. at like one point, Logan Paul was sitting there and, and you know, his hair was. Yeah, like, like exactly. The air was, I, was like, I was like, ah. You're calling bull crap on that one. Yeah, um, nice try, but didn't work. Uh, no, so I mean, it's I, there's not really a whole lot you can do about it. I wish that Elimination Chamber could be at like a different time of the year, to where like you could you know maybe have the wrestlers be go a little harder, um, you know. But I understand being very measured right around the corner from WrestleMania, you don't want your, you know, some of your top talents getting hurt right before WrestleMania, especially with the, the season of injuries that we've had, you know, so you've got Seth that's, you know, you've got Seth that, you know, said on the pay-per-view that he's, he's going to be legally uh, or he's going to be medically cleared to wrestle. Uh, You know, you've got Punk who's out for four to six months. Um, So, I mean, I get it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just felt like I don't know. I feel like the elimination chamber is just kind of like it, it, it's it's a cool structure, but they don't really explore this. They, they they don't really explore the space that much more. You know anymore. It's like they have a match inside the chamber, and you know they do a couple things here and there. You know to remind the people, yeah, we're inside a steel chamber with you know grates and all this stuff. Um, but I don't know. They're just they're they're not as brutal as they used to be, and my bloodlust is uh, is not being uh, it's not being fulfilled. Uh, yeah, you know, I have half a mind to go watch backyard wrestling. You know, to get some to get some uh, some juicy squeeze, <laughs> or just watch GCW. Uh, either one, I could watch. Yeah, GCW. No, it was, it was good. I just the. Yeah, there's no surprises, and the matches were kind of like they were good matches, but I don't think. I mean, like I said, yeah, Lashley, nothing, nothing really caught us by surprise. I would yeah, say, yeah, Lashley going through the Lashley spearing people through the plexiglass. I mean, Logan Paul's dive off the the pod, right? Um, but I mean, really, uh, yes, I just good good matches, but not great. I mean, yeah. nothing. Because, I mean, like, well, we started off with the women's elimination. Yeah, I can't even get the words out. Women's elimination chamber match. And, of course, we know Becky's sure to win that one. So, of course, that sets up. They didn't try to sell something different at that point. I mean, even the the promo packages, it was like, you know, Rhea versus Nia, and then someone's going to face Becky. It's like, oh, okay, so we're not even we're not even going to try to hold the cards to our chest here. We're pretty much. Exactly. They're pretty sold on it. Yeah. yeah. So Becky wins that. And then, of course, we get Rhea and Becky 
at WrestleMania, which is going to be a great match. No, don't get me wrong. But I think it is going to be a fantastic match. Um, I hope Rhea wins. Same. Because, I mean, it, it doesn't really make sense unless they take it in a different direction for Becky to take the title off her. But she doesn't really need the title. Becky doesn't no, need I that. Don't, I don't think she needs the title. I mean, I, I'm not going to be mad with the Becky Lynch title run. Um, I mean, Rhea's had the title for a year, so it would freshen things up. I get that. But I honestly, just because of the lack of of competitors that that have that have actually been able to challenge a Rhea Ripley believably, I don't feel like she's really gotten to, you know, stretch her leg, her arms and legs with that title. You know, I think, right. you know, she she very much could have a much longer run, um, you know, bring some of the new talent from NXT in, um, try to build other other wrestlers to, you know, maybe maybe be able to challenge Rhea again, you know. Like, I'd like to see, I'd like to see Rhea and Raquel but not with Raquel where she's at right now. Um, no, yeah, not Raquel right now. Rodriguez right now is a white meat baby face jobber. Yeah, um, and if they can if they can add some spice to her character, you know, give her some dynamic, let her, you know, let her really have a personality. Um, you know, we we've seen that match in NXT. We know that they can have a good match. Uh, same like same thing with Shayna Baszler. You know, like there there are people that Rhea can have matches with that she hasn't really gotten to have good matches with, and you know the fact that Rhea, I'm never gonna get excited for a Nia Jax match. And you know they as much as they tried to have you know they had Nia squashing Rhea at every turn, trying to make it look like Rhea was vulnerable. You couldn't sell me for two seconds that Rhea is gonna go to Perth and lose in Australia to Nia. Jacks of all people before exactly. WrestleMania. No. Yeah. It, it, no. It's not gonna happen. And then uh then we moved on to the uh tag team titles with uh the Judgment Day defending against New Catch Republic as they're calling themselves. Uh that's a weird name. Yeah. Do, I, do, I, I think do we have some, any understand of, of what that means? I think it has something to do with their uh tag team days of old or because okay. I know that Cole had made mention of that, but yeah, I I don't know. I, I need to look into it a little bit further, but I think that had something to do with their prior history before coming to WWE. But um, this match, I don't know if you saw at the very end with Finn Balor, but I think the finger, yeah, his thumb, like either was like popped out of place or something, and then he put put it back in. But you could see yeah. there was like a little gash across his thumb right there. Yeah, no, there was there was a legit injury to the fingers there. Obviously. Uh... And, you know, Finn Balor, ever the pro, you know, pops it back in, goes back to work. Hopefully, being a finger, it's not going to make any major issues. Right. You know, I can't, I can't see, I can't see Finn Balor missing WrestleMania for a finger injury. So, yeah, um, exactly. Um, but it was, that was, I mean, that was a really good match. I'll, I'll say, um, I wasn't really expecting a whole lot from that match. Um, just because it, I don't think anybody thought they were going to, that, that, uh, Dunn and bait were going to win. Right. But they had a really good ebb and flow. Um, really oh, good yeah, it, was good, it was good back and forth. Like everybody, yeah. like there were moments where people thought that, I mean, it could happen, but yeah, at the end of the day, we yeah. all knew that judgment day wasn't going to drop the titles at elimination chamber in that setting. So, uh, have you heard the scuttlebutt about the blackout? Oh yeah. Cause, uh, the whole front row of the crowd was giving Dom the finger, and so like, why, why, why do they black that out? Why couldn't I know, right? Like, I mean, like, I'm so irritated, but like the fact that they had to black out the screen for a couple seconds for Dom, man, like that, he's just getting like just epic nuclear levels of heat. Yeah, um, you know, and and he, he he's he's I, I finally see him like just being comfortable. Um, you know, like he's like he was sitting there on the ground and he was just, you know, being schmarmy and 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 a jerk. And uh he was, you know, before he got kicked out or sent away. Uh he's he's definitely, you know, so he's gotten much more comfortable. Um right. uh, he looks, you know, like he's enjoying himself in that role, yeah, which is great. Um like I'll, they've got I will to figure, say out, they've got to figure that... out how to do something with it though. Yeah, um, I mean, I was like, gonna say, like point, where he's at right now, I would say that he's probably like one of the top three heels in the business. Yeah, and like I said, he's he he's top three heel in the business. So what do you do with it? Because it's not like it's like his heat is, you know, 
sometimes kind of wash. Like sometimes his heat gets on the Judgment Day, you know. But really, the Judgment Day is is a really interesting faction. The fact that you know they're not heels, they're not faces. Like you know, it's, it's and, like and they, different... it's like people are confused as to whether to cheer or boo them. Like they like everybody yeah. cheers for Rhea Ripley, but then yep. you have Finn and Damian, and then uh, JD and Dominic Mysterio. It, it's you're not really I'd sure say, where to I'd go. Say Finn, Finn and Damian, it's like half and half. Sometimes they get cheered, sometimes they get booed. You know, Dom and JD, but really just Dom is getting is the only one that's getting consistent, definite boos. Right. Um, so yeah, it's just an interesting, it's an interesting faction. And the fact that you say you've got someone who's over like Rhea Ripley, uh, in a positive way, even though she's supposed to be a heel. Right, but she's just so cool that people, you know, it's like The Rock in '99. Exactly, it's like they're, they're supposed to be a heel, but the crowd, oh. like they're just so cool that the crowd can't help but like them and 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 be bought in. And then to say like Finn and Finn and Damian, you know, they're once again kind of kind of cool, you know, like they're they're bad guys, they're jerks, but sometimes they're funny. Right. And to say like right. Finn Balor's Finn Balor. I mean, I don't like people are never gonna hate Finn Balor. Exactly. Uh, so and like Dom, yeah, Dom's got that heat. And I just like, okay, what what can we do with it? Cause you know, he's he's got it, but you know, it's not like he can talk on the mic because they they won't I mean the crowds do not let him talk. Uh, you know, he's figured out how to be a really schmarmy heel around the ring. It's like he's almost more of a manager than a wrestler at this point. Right. So it's, you know, like I said, I'd, I'd like to see them do something. You know, like when he had the NXT title, the American North American Championship, that was great. Yeah. Because I say he's regularly having matches and it didn't matter who he was having a match with. The crowd wanted the other person to win. Right. Uh, I'd like to see, you know, I'd like to see him get a title on him. You know, I'm obviously he's not going to get the IC title or the U S title anytime soon. Um, so it's, it's, it's a hard situation, but yeah, I just feel like, uh, with as much heat as he has, there's, they're, they're not really getting to cash in on all that heat with him just kind of being a side piece to the judgment day. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll see where he goes from there. And then uh, then we have the Grayson Waller effect where you have Grayson Waller and Austin Theory with Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes as the guests on it. I mean, the segment this, was good up until the end. This really felt horrible flat to me. Yeah, yeah. They, hor- horrible finish. Nothing was surprising. Nothing I mean, it was, was like, did we see new. a Grayson Waller face turn there? But it's like, it didn't really make sense. The only thing that was good in it and the fact that Cody challenged the rock. Well, I mean, yeah, Cody challenged mm-hmm. the rock and then Seth came and said, you know, you won't be alone, but we already heard that promo two Mondays ago. Um, but then it's then kind of like, yeah, well, then it kind of begs the question like, are we going to see Cody and the rock one-on-one or are we going to see Cody and the rock go against each other in a tag match where you have Cody and Seth and then the rock and Roman reigns. I think it's definitely, I mean, it's uh, the, the, Cody said something and then Seth immediately followed back up to make sure that it was understood that, you know, it's not, it's not going to be a one-on-one, you know, and maybe, maybe it is a one-on-one, but with, you know, each other having somebody in their corner, but it doesn't at that point, it's just like, why not just have a tag team match? Right. Um, because well, and then plus it's probably because I mean maybe that same night will be when Seth Rollins defends his title against Drew McIntyre, but we'll get into that here in a little bit. But yeah, yeah I mean, I mean at the end, like I have no, I don't know. I mean, obviously you'd think that that's that's WrestleMania. I mean, they could choose to do something separate. Um, you know, maybe Backlash or something like that. I I don't know. Um, I based on the 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 WrestleMania promo that we saw during Elimination Chamber, I would say we're definitely going to see Seth and Cody versus Rock and Roman in some way, shape, or form. I just, to me, I don't know how you have those two matches and make it make sense or or have it be real realistic because. Obviously, I mean, I guess have, you'd have to have the tag team match first, but it's like, yeah, you've got two champions that are going to be in tag team matches before their championship battles at WrestleMania 
Uh, well, uh, I mean, like, I guess they could probably have implications on the line where, say, if Cody wins, if Cody and Seth wins, then the bloodline is banned from ringside. If um, uh, Roman The Rock wins, then Cody has nobody in his corner. Maybe. Um, I mean, I get that. No, you can definitely do the stipulations. It's just honestly thinking about the actual talent themselves and the feasibility of that. It's like you've got two guys that are going to put on a WrestleMania main event quality pay-per-view two nights in a row. And, I mean, stipulations and all, whatever, you're going to have – are you really going to have The Rock and Roman Reigns lose on night one? And kind of tip your hat to Cody winning the next night. No, see, I think that that's have, where they'll have, have the, the Rock and Roman Reigns win because the deck is already stacked against Cody as it is because you've got the bloodline, then you've got Cody and Seth. So the deck is already the stacked against. Roman Reigns them. win night one, and then have Cody win night two against, you know, against Roman because you know other people come out and help. Like I get that 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 makes sense. Or maybe you know the Rock and Roman lose night one. But then Cody loses night two. So <laughs> then you can't, there might be you can't riots. do that. I think there would be riots. Like, that's the problem. Is at this exactly. point, the whole the We Want Cody movement has kind of hijacked, and not in a bad way, because we, we want Cody to finish the story. It makes sense for Cody to finish the story. Like, I don't think anybody has a real problem with it. Like, I was fine with Rock Roman, because yeah. at the end of the day, Cody can finish the story anytime. It doesn't have to be at WrestleMania. But the, you know, the We Want Cody movement took over. And so now it's like, I get that people want Cody, but do you really want to have so much control over creative that they're backed back into a corner and you can't, they can't give you anything like different than what you would think that might be better. Right. Not to say that they could, I'm just saying like, at this point, creative is kind of backed into a corner where it's like, yeah, we know Cody. At this point, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised when, if Cody wins, the title on in night two. And it's like, that should be a big moment. Roman Reigns has had the title for like almost three years. Um, Almost like I said, like they'll probably have the deck stacked so high against Cody that it almost seems like everybody's going to say, well, maybe he's not going to be able to do it. Maybe it's going to be Roman again. Maybe it's going to be another repeat of last year's WrestleMania. Uh But I don't know. That that's just me thinking at it from different angles. But at this point, I don't know for sure because I mean we're still weeks away from WrestleMania. No, so. we, we still are weeks away, and there's a lot that could happen. It's just like as of right now, it seems like there's a lot already written on the walls. And just like with elimination chambers, like the sooner you know what the finish of something is going to be, the less entertaining it is when it happens. Right. Uh, and so but we'll just, know, we'll just I, have to see. Yeah, I mean, we'll have we'll have to see. I just I would I, I would really like to, I'd like to be surprised, honestly. Uh, you know, and I don't want to be surprised by bad booking, but it, with the minds that are behind the scenes there between Rock, Brian Gewertz, Triple H, Road Dog, you know, all the people that are like, I got to think there are some great enough minds to be able to pull the rabbit out of the hat and surprise us. I'm I'm sure they'll come up with something because I mean. Like we said before in previous episodes, now is the point in WWE where we're not really sure of what's going on because we'd like to think that we know what how the story's going to go with how things have gone so far. But there's been so many change-ups and there's been so many things that have kind of thrown curveballs in our direction that it's just like, well, maybe we don't really know what's going to happen or maybe maybe we're, we genuinely, genuinely are <clears throat> going to be surprised with everything. So, I mean, it, it could happen. But like I said, we'll just have to play it by ear and just see how the weeks go leading up to WrestleMania. And then you have the men's elimination chamber match where Drew McIntyre wins. I mean, we knew it was going to happen because, I mean, it, it didn't really make sense for anybody else to win it other than Drew McIntyre. No, I mean, I, I knew Drew was going to win once I saw his face on the on the screen. After Punk got hurt and they had Drew come out and, and cut that promo – it was obvious that Drew was the uh, he was going to be the world heavyweight champion contender. Now I don't know that it means he's going to win though. Um, right. And uh, honestly, now let me ask you this because like I literally just thought of this like a second after we were talking about this, but going back into the uh, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins against The Rock and Roman, what if this could be another curveball that they throw at us? 
CM Punk comes back during the match between Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins, but costs Seth the title. Either way, I'm fine with it. Like I, I, I then that like builds back their rivalry like again because because there's there's a potential rivalry between both CM Punk and Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins. And at the end of the day, it's just uh, give give me both, but give give it to me in a way that it builds the one into the to, into the other. Uh, I and I truly do think um, if I can't get Seth Rollins and CM Punk at WrestleMania right now. I'd rather have CM Punk come back and fight Drew McIntyre, you know, in the in a lead up to like SummerSlam or something like that, and then you know later on maybe the next WrestleMania or you know Royal Rumble or Survivor Series, then give me Punk versus Rollins. Right. Um, but you know, with with say with the way that Drew came out said that promo, they're absolutely going to have a uh you know a receipt match a receipt uh, rivalry for cm punk to come back so for him to cost drew the title at wrestlemania would be fantastic for him to want to cost drew and then he cost seth instead and then you know his rivalry with seth is even higher i'm cool with that too uh either way that either way they go with it it's golden because I mean, yeah, match with CM Punk yeah. and Drew McIntyre is great. Match with CM Punk and Seth Rollins is good. So either one is good. It's going to be a great alternative. Um, and then going into the main event, Nia Jax. Yeah, they just it, versus it uh, Rhea just... Ripley. So uh, I was surprised that this was the main event. I was kind of thinking at one point, I was like, this should be the, the, the this, I thought that this would be the curtain jerker. Right. Um, I really, like, truthfully, like, I thought this was going to be the first match of the night. Um, and then they'd have like the, the women's elimination chamber and then they'd have the men's be the, the final. Uh, so when the men's elimination chamber match came on before the main event, I was like, Oh, they're straight yeah. up doing it. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, I get it. I mean, she's in her home country of Australia. Yeah. I mean, the pop is going to be enormous, which it was. And the so... pop was enormous. Uh, I mean, and her story is just super cool. I mean, the fact that, you know, like that's her first time back wrestling in front of her home crowd since she was like an indie nobody. Yeah. Um, that's that's pretty awesome. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I'll go on record and say that probably currently right now, she's my favorite female wrestler. But, uh, currently right now yeah 100 i'm 100 with you on that same tree um there's nobody that's that's doing the way that she's doing it right now she's like i said she's cool like she's she's a cool character even even if you're not a wrestling fan people let's say she's getting to that level let's say where she's superseding the wrestling population and people know rhea ripley outside of professional wrestling you know and you know i'm your mommy uh, mommy's always on top, you know, stuff like that. You know, she's, she's cool. She's, she's a strong female. She's not, you know, they, they don't present her like, you know, with China, it was like China was for a long time was like a female. That's a dude. Right. Um, like she could hang in the ring with the guys. I mean, Rhea Ripley but Rhea, the Rhea's never been, Rhea's never been presented like, a dude like she's never been presented like one of the guys she's always been like she's female uh you know she she's feminine but she's also tough and strong and she doesn't take any crap off anybody she's a leader uh you know she's a powerhouse in the ring but you know she's not she, she's, she's got a great work rate you know a lot Absolutely. of times with these with your big powerhouses they're they're clunky and they don't move around well. She moves great. She's good on the mic. You know, she knows how to how to work the crowd. Um, she's got presence. You know, Absolutely. and it was funny. The uh, you know when when the when the entrance happened and when she came out and like everything was going on, she had that moment where like she was she was getting lost in the moment. Yeah, and she caught herself, and you could see her visually catch catch herself and and like go back to doing her thing, like still taking it in but not being overwhelmed or overcome by the moment. Right. And like I say, that's just that love. That's that different level of professionalism right there. That's that, that let's say it allows her to stay in character and be and perform. So, you know, she, yeah, she really is. She just had a different level. I think that 
there's no reason to take the title offer. I mean, maybe just to change things up a little bit, but like I said, there's still plenty to do with her as the champion. 100%. Um, she's, yeah, like I said, she's just, she's just on a different level. Like there's not a whole lot of women. I mean, stands for, like I say, Becky Lynch. Um, I mean, if, really if, they, anybody... if they decide to go the Jade Cargill route, I mean, that would be a great match. But honestly, I think they're going to save that for Bianca Belair. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think you're right on that. Um, you know, like I said, I I think that Rhea Rhea has a lot of opponents that she could have. Like you say, they just have to build the opponent right because they say Rhea's already can. You don't need to change Rhea for this situation. Um, if you can make freaking clunky loser Nia Jax look like a competitor, you can make anybody else look like a competitor. Exactly. Um, and I'll say go go to the match. The match was good. Um, what did you think? I mean, yeah, it, it was it was good for what we were able to get out of it. I mean, Rhea Ripley's incredible in any setting. I mean, it's just Nia Jax. I mean, yes. it's 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 yes. hard you to watch someone... her. It's hard to watch her in any kind of match because it, it, it's it's just like those situations where you got the giants and you got those people that just don't really move very well, and yep. it's just very clunky. But I mean, I mean that's just that's just how it is. And so, I mean, yeah, Ripley did they, good. I mean, th- I just don't like that they had to put this whole thing where Nia Jax kept squashing her throughout the match, which I get it. She's a powerhouse. She's dominant. She's torn through pretty much all the women in the division. But, yeah, I mean, just making Rhea Ripley look like less dominant than she already is, It, I don't know. It should have been, like, evenly matched between the two. Yeah, um... Where it should have been like it should have been more 50-50, whereas it looked like it was a lot of like I'd say 70 or 30 or 60-40. Yeah. I, I I get where you're coming from on that. Um I think they were trying to genuinely, you know, get the you know Rhea to almost seem the problem is that you can't really get Rhea to seem like an underdog. They were trying to get Rhea to seem like an underdog, but because of the way that she is and because of the way that she presents, right. she's never an underdog, really. Like, it's just really not believable. Um, and so what happens is, is by trying to get credibility on the other wrestler, you're, you're, you're taking from her bank. Right. Like I said, whereas, like I said, my, my favorite Rhea Ripley rivalries to this day, and I've said it multiple times, is Rhea versus Shayna. Absolutely. Uh, the, way that that, the way that their match for the NXT women's title went – Neither one of those women looked weak. No. You know, it wasn't like you didn't you didn't need either one to be the underdog. No. Uh, Shayna wasn't the underdog. Rhea wasn't the underdog. I mean, some people might have said Rhea was the underdog just because Shayna had had the title for like over a year, you know, like a year and a half, almost two years at that point. But it's like I said, that's where yeah. Rhea's at now. Yeah. Like, you, you can have matches with women like Rhea and a Shayna or Rhea and a Zoe or, you know, like say – give me anybody like Rhea and an EO sky where toughness is nobody has to be less tough or nobody has to like with Nia Jax. She's a one trick pony. Yeah. It's, it's big, brutal movements. Like that's it. Exactly. Like, you know, a punch to the face, uh, a Vader bomb, you know, a leg drop, like that's that's it. Um, and you know, if this were night, if this were the 1980s, She'd be the queen of the ring. Right. But it's 2024, and there was only one Andre the Giant. Um, <laughs> uh, she's not the Giant. She's not seven feet tall. She's not 500 pounds. You know, she doesn't have an undefeated streak. You know, undefeated streak. Um, you know, that lasts for years and years and years and years. Um. We've seen Nia job out left and right, left and right, and then come back, and then she's supposed to be just this completely brutal person, but nothing's changed about her. No, it, it just doesn't make sense. No. Uh, and that, that's the frustrating part is, like I said, this was a main event match. Like, Rhea deserved to have the main event, and it was a good, decent match. But if she would have if Rhea would have had a better dancing partner, this would have been a much cooler event. Like, this would have been a much cooler main event. It would have been much cooler for her, you know, to like I said, to to have a match 
that was good from bell to bell and wasn't, you know, her just feeding and feeding and feeding until finally, you know, having an opportunity for a go home, you know, basic Hulkamania Hulk up and win. Exactly. You yeah. Know. I mean, it, it was, it was good overall, just another Nia Jax match where it's very clunky, but Rhea Ripley made up for it. And the pop that she got from it, from bell to bell, just it put the match over more than it yeah. probably would have if it was yeah. in any other setting. Like I said, that crowd was great. <clears throat> oh, like, yeah. That Absolutely. crowd was great from, from beginning to end. Even when necessarily the show wasn't great, they were enjoying every minute of it. Um, and it That's made why I always say, things. like, a crowd has a big influence on how a match can look. Because, oh, I mean, 100%. if you look at Australian crowds or uh, British crowds or even uh, Japanese crowds, like any crowd, like in a different setting, like the culture is so different, and their yeah. reactions to it are so different. That... Well, the Japanese are are really that's a really hard. That's why Japanese wrestling is not a big winner on TVs because the Japanese crowds are are silent during the matches. They don't talk. Right. Um. They don't. Like they, they look at they... it as a performance. They look at it as something that you take in. Like if you go yeah. to a ballet performance, or if you go to the opera, or whatever it may be. Like it's very much held with a lot of respect and a lot of dignity. Where, like, there's certain moments where it's like it's un- universally okay to clap or so, or like in that universal setting. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's different anywhere you go. But yeah, but yeah the no, crowd, a good a good crowd can make a, a mediocre segment seem okay. Which is like I said, the Grayson Waller effect segment. You know, that was kind of crap. Yeah, but they said the crowd was good, so it it made it seem like it wasn't as much of a, a of a of a crapshoot as it was. Exactly. But really, that 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 was a terrible segment. It didn't help Cody. It didn't help Seth. It didn't help Grayson. It didn't help Austin. Um, I'm curious about the Austin theories. That like, you know, I know. I know there's probably been a good amount of making him earn it because he was he was a Vince boy. Like, but it's like, I, I, I honestly don't guy, know. Like, Triple H is still the guy that probably brought him in the company. I mean, he started NXT, he was in NXT for a long time. Uh, and not to say that he's not getting work because he's still getting work, but like, he's been booked into obscurity. I mean, he's he's basically, you know, at the say the Dolph Ziggler, you know, Kurt Hawkins level of at, at this point now, you have no expectation that he's going to win anything. So there's no reason yeah. to care whether he's a face or a heel to care about his presence. Exactly. Um, it, you know, so I don't know that there's just the, the, the great something Grayson needs Waller to change. Austin theory. Grayson Waller and Austin theory, just that, that combo. It's like, it could be really good, but for some reason it hasn't really taken off. Yeah. And then to say with segments like that, I was just like, you've got Cody and Seth, you got your, probably your two biggest faces in the entire company. Um, why did that like why did we need Grayson? I mean, and Grayson Wall, I guess is because we're in Australia. And then like and and I'll say this, Grayson did a pretty good job of laying out and not trying to take up on Seth and Cody. But I just honestly like you could have had you could have done the Grayson Waller effect uh, with and somebody just left, else. And just left Austin Theory in the back. And let's like say and just but to say let let Seth <clears throat> and Cody have done their own thing separate. Yeah. Um you know, I just I say it was it was it fell flat. Like I said, it didn't no it didn't help anybody. It didn't move any story along. No, it just ate, it just ate time. And truthfully, yeah. maybe that's all it was supposed to do. But I don't know. I wouldn't have paid for Cody Rhodes or Seth Rollins to come all the way to Australia to eat time. Right. Exactly. But I mean, yeah. Overall, the event was good. I mean, we knew a lot of things that were going to happen. It was just basically a setup. Or WrestleMania, which is usually yeah. what it is, but yeah, yeah. And, and WrestleMania is set up. I mean, look at it as as it is. You know, Becky. We know it's going to be Becky versus Rhea. We know it's going to be Drew versus Seth. We know we're going to get Cody versus uh, Roman, with Rock involved in some way, shape, or form with the tag team or not. That's still to be determined. Uh, we know the Judgment Day will have the tag titles going into WrestleMania. So whether that's going to be. Uh, they're going to fight DIY in a one-on-one or they're going to have DIY and a bunch of others in like a four, you know, could be a four-way tag team title. They, they love doing those at WrestleMania. I don't personally like them, but yeah, they happen all the time. Um, 
Not really. Uh, I said we we definitely know that we're going to see LA Knight versus AJ Styles. Definitely. Now, uh, given the way Elimination Chamber worked for for uh, LA Knight, um, and someone needs to tell AJ um, the black beard dye does not look good on him. It's not working. Well, yes. he's put, he's he's putting it on a little too thick. It's uh, it's yeah. coming off like like eggplant colored almost. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I saw him, and I was just like, "Whoa, okay." Yeah, it's like nothing wrong right. with a little bit of gray. I mean, just just let it through, and just let it look natural. But yeah, nobody wants to see an eggplant colored beard. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. It was off putting. Um, but yeah, no. So we'll get LA Knight versus AJ Styles in some kind of match. Um, that should be entertaining. Both those guys are great performers. Um, uh, possibly we may see Logan Paul and Randy Orton at WrestleMania. It looks like it could go either way there, doesn't it? Like, it's, yeah. uh, I mean, either KO and, and Logan Paul or I say KO or KO Logan Paul, Randy, um, you know, e either way, it'd be a great match for either one. Yeah. I mean, what was up with the Randy? Was I guess I guess Randy was just trying to take it easy and have an easy night because he was just he was selling that back injury the whole the whole night and yeah you know for I don't him know if that was a work like or that, if that was just yeah I don't know he just wasn't really I think that's just good selling but like I say like if he wanted an easy night he could have taken the Bobby Lashley way and gone out in the first you know first pinfall you know let maybe let Bobby have been the last one to get pinned right. Uh, yeah, he was he was selling that that back really well, and to the point you know where a lot of places were like, was he actually hurt? But I mean, I don't know. I guess I've watched it enough times to know, know when he's selling, and then when he goes into a move and does something, and he's he's just fine. That um, you know he's probably pretty tough. But if he if he's just fine, and then he does the move, and then he goes back to selling again, it's it's a sell job, right? Uh, but. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, that was another thing about the, the elimination number that I just kind of was like, all right, Randy's having an easy night tonight, which I get it. You know, WrestleMania is coming around. He's just got off of a, you know, year plus long back injury rehab. He's not trying to, you know, he's not trying to hurt himself before the biggest payday of the year. I get it. And that's why I said, like, oh. I kind of wish they put the elimination chamber somewhere else. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was a long sell job. Uh, yeah. just, I, I, I didn't. Which, I mean, no, we hadn't heard any other... injury reports or anything, so I'm guessing that it was probably just him taking it easy for the most part. Because I mean, like you said, he's trying to maintain along the longevity of his career, which I don't know how yeah. much longer he has left. So we'll we'll just have to see. But yeah, I mean, I, I think he was just probably taking it easy for the most part. Because like we said, I think he was the only injury so, we heard was Finn Balor's thumb. So hopefully, yeah, so it just stays like, that way. So yeah, I said at the end of the day, we've got a, we've got our, our tag team match. Like I said, icy title. It's anybody's bet right now who they're going to try to have against Gunther. I'm, I'm still saying that, you know, well, I said after Royal Rumble that it would be really good if they had uh, Braun Breaker. Um, but just the way that thing, the booking is gone, I mean, they could still do that. I mean, they've got, you know, three, four weeks more than that. I don't know, because I feel like they may be going a different direction with Braun Breaker, but I don't know. Well, yeah, because right now he's got, the tag, he's got the NXT tag titles with uh, Baron Corbin, so... Yeah, I just don't see that happening. Um, right. So I'm not really, I'm not really sure uh, who they're going to have challenge. They may. Uh, I don't know. It probably will be a flop. But if they try it again, but the whole Chad Gable segment, I mean, it worked well when they had it going. But I've heard that they may try and uh, revive that and have Chad Gable face him again at WrestleMania. And I love Chad Gable. I, he's one of the most mm. underrated performers that WWE has right now. But I almost like that. That feels like one of those. Once again, it's like uh, it's like a forced happy moment. Yeah, you know, like yeah. when they like when they just give the guy the title so he can win it at WrestleMania. But you know, it's going to go off. I'm like a week later. Right. Um. Like I, I want to see. I want to see Chad Gable fight Gunter and win, but. I want it. I don't want it to be a one-off. I want it to mean something, and I want them to actually fully push Chad as more than just a a good hand. Yeah. Uh, but you know, right now that's what he is. Uh, there's no shame in it. He's making money. He's you know he's got he's doing good stuff with 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 him and Otis and you know the Alpha Academy. 
But I don't know, like that, with that guy with his work rate, I mean, his ability to be a heel, be a face, do everything that he's shown the ability to do. Um, he's a top tier talent. Absolutely. Just let him be. Definitely. All right, John, you ready for some reviews? Isn't that what we've been doing this entire time? Well, I mean, we've done reviews on Elimination Chamber, but I'm talking about for reviews for the whole week. You know, if we weren't separated by hundreds of miles right now, I'd slap you. I I'm glad we're uh, separated by that right now. I'd so at least we kick you from under the table. Either one. But anyway, so as far as high spots and botches go, I didn't really have a specific botch per se for this week. But high spot for me, I had a couple, but my main one was the uh, promo that Wardlow gave on uh, Dynamite. That was actually I, a good, yeah, that was a good promo. I have been waiting for him to say that because everybody that is a true wrestling fan feels the exact same way. But he has beaten Samoa Joe. He's yep. beaten MJF. He's yep. beaten CM Punk. He is yep. a... Dominant individual, and he could be a great world champion. But the yep. fact that he's being utilized with all these different factions and being pretty much resolved to the same kind of thing, where he just squashes a jobber every single week, it's it's ridiculous. And he's been doing that for years now. And so I, now I that agree, he's, I agree, I agree. But here's my only problem with that: How does that promo at this moment and this time make any sense with him being a member of the Undisputed Kingdom? It doesn't. Like he needs to just tear a away from that promo. group. Fantastic promo. <laughs> but from from out of nowhere, and where are they going to go with it? Like, is he going to, you know, are you telling us right now? I mean, are you out of the Undisputed Kingdom? Are you telling us right now that if you win the title, that you're not going to give it to Adam Cole? How's Adam Cole going to respond to that? I mean, I would hope that either at some point during the match or after the match at Revolution. That he would just come out and lay waste to everybody, Hangman Adam Page, Swerve Strickland, and Samoa Joe, and just set it up for him and Joe to go one on one for the title. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm totally fine with that. I say it just doesn't make sense in the context of of where they've put him. Right. Uh, like I said, he's, they, he's could be, they could be pivoting. They could be changing because they realize this undisputed kingdom thing is not working. Um, which that's somebody else's failure because the by by all intents and purposes. Um, that you, you, the undisputed kingdom should work perfectly. It's just bad booking. You can't get anything to work uh, well when you book horribly. But I will say, I know Dynamite was was actually watchable this week, yeah. and the yeah. Wardlow promo was a big part of the watchability. I just, I, I swear, at this point, if I get one more AEW Dynamite that opens with a John Moxley match with zero context whatsoever, I'm just like, I'm, I'm done. That's probably going to be the opener like that for this guy, week. That guy has 20-minute matches every single Wednesday, and he's killing himself to, to get the product over. But it's just like, it doesn't, ma it doesn't matter how good a John Moxley match is when it means nothing. Right. It's just a match to have a match. Like, bring back the international title matches where Orange Cassidy defends it at the top of the hour. Because, I mean, that yep. had merit to it. That had stakes at, on the line. But, mm -hmm. yeah. But, I mean... I will say, though, probably my botch for this week is that uh, Dynamite's going to be in Huntsville and they're going to be in Tallahassee. Wow. Um, it's Sting's no. last Dynamite. I'd, I'd love to be there for that. I mean, I would, I'd like to be there for Sting's last stuff. So the AEW of it at this point, I don't care so much about. But, yeah, the Sting of it I do. Um, you know, I say we talked about this. If it wasn't for it being Sting's last match, I wouldn't be watching. I wouldn't even be watching Revolution at this point. Um, there's, I mean, I guess I can say I'm 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 tied into Deanna Perrazzo and Tony Storm's stuff, but I know Tony's winning. Um, uh, surprisingly, I'm actually kind of tied into Christian Cage and Daniel Garcia's match. I mean, that I'd was a decent. That was a decent promo from Daniel, and I mean, a classic Christian doing his Christian thing. Um, so I said, like I said, part of the dynamite, yeah, that was another part of say dynamites actually was watchable this week. Um, I could be interested in that. I'm not fully bit into it just because I see it as as just as as, as a squash match with a transition for another Adam Copeland run in. Right. Um. 
Well, I mean, uh, Adam Copeland's actually on the shelf right now being injured. I don't, I don't know what the injury is. So is that legit? Se. Are we believing that's legit? That's not storyline injured? I don't know. I, I want to say that it's probably storyline. I, I don't okay, know for sure. That's what I feel like. I feel like it's storyline injured. I haven't seen any publications like verifying an actual injury with an actual like, you know, diagnosis and timeline. Like, so, you know, if, until I see that, I always just, you know, it's Adam, Adam's just written off TV for a couple of weeks because he's an older wrestler and, and gets to have that, that schedule. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that match could be good. I'd guarantee you that they're going to, like I said, it's not, it's not going to be as good as it could be because it's not going to be a full-on Christian versus Daniel Garcia match. It's going to be, you know, Schmaz finished with with the patriarchy, and like I said, Adam Copeland return, and and people will pop because he's been gone for three weeks. Right. Uh, not really sure how I feel about the whole Ric Flair thing with the with the with the Bucks. Yeah, I'm not really sure what um, that's about either. Yeah. So I mean. I mean, does that mean that Flair's going to try and be involved in the match in some way? Or that or is like, just the most obvious. It's the most obvious uh, red herring, and it's just a if Flair trying to act like he's going to be with the Young Bucks so he can turn on the Young Bucks and help Sting. Because um, how apropos would it be for Sting's final match for someone to actually turn on somebody else in his favor? Right, exactly. Because <laughs> let's say his entire career has been uh, people turning on him. Right. I mean, so, it, it could happen, but I don't know if AEW or Tony Khan's that smart enough to book it like that. I can't disagree with your thought on that one. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for you to be like, well, hold on. But anyway, um, what what uh, what have you got for your high spots and botches this week? Um, or I if guess, any. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's a high, high spot. Um, truthfully, yeah, I have. I, I got to say the the Wardlow promo was probably in the high spot area. Um, you know, there wasn't. You know, say there, there wasn't really any matches that I felt that were like absolutely superb this week. Um, I will say that the Intercontinental Title match on Raw between Gunther and uh, Jey Uso, it was actually pretty good. I mean, it was good. It was good. I mean, I knew that it once again. It's like. I, I would have rather that been at Elimination Chamber. And had it been at Elimination Chamber, I would have I would have thought maybe Jay could have won. Right. But when they put it on Raw, I knew that somebody's visa is messed up and they're having that match because somebody can't travel to Australia. That's the only reason they had that match. Right. And so when you know when you realize that it's just like a it's like a work through, uh, you're like, okay, that they're not. No one's winning the title. No one. There's no title change happening right here. So, right. Uh, but that, I mean, there's that's unavoidable. That just is what it is. Um, but yeah, no. Honestly, and the words of the great MJF this week was mid. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, uh, most of it was all a leeway into elimination chamber, so there wasn't really anything great happening or anything big going on, and so. Well, I expected the elimination chamber. Like I said, like I, I think that you know maybe you know fully on me. I expected elimination chamber to go a little bit bigger since yeah. they were traveling all the way to the other side of the world, you know, and having an event in Australia that they don't do a lot. Like I say, the event was spectacular. The production was spectacular, but truthfully, the matches were three stars. You know. Good, good, good day at work. Not wasn't, a great day. It wasn't amazing. Wasn't horrible. So it's yeah. just like, like you said, it was mid. Yeah, it was mid, and there's nothing wrong with mid. Uh, we've had a really crazy kickoff to the year 2024 in professional wrestling with everything that's gone on. So you know, a little mid, you know, it it, it, it dabble do you because yeah. uh, you it gives us time to unwind, just kind of like just bring us down a little bit, and then. Then we start to go on another roller. It's pretty much going on a roller coaster right now. We're in the downward slope, and we're about to go back up for uh, WrestleMania. But I'll say a, a high spot uh, that hasn't happened yet. But uh, so, like as we're talking right now, uh, the new season of WWE Rivals and uh, WWE Biography are yes. uh, kicking off on A and E on Sunday nights. And 
those are really well done and I really, really enjoy them. So anybody who's watching and if you're not already watching them, you probably are, but if you aren't Sunday nights, WWE biography, WWE rivals, fantastic stuff. Uh, Absolutely. Really, really good. Uh, well done. I mean, it's like, you know, nothing, nothing too salacious. It's not like, like dark side of the ring, you know, we're, you know, they're really going to get down and dirty on somebody, but um, a lot of good information that, you, you know, they, they, every episode is as much as I consider myself a wrestling historian, there's always tidbits that I'm like, Oh, I didn't know that. You yeah. Know, so same. It's, it's good. I really enjoy watching that. I'm, you know, uh, sitting alone here in my hotel with my family all uh, back at home nestled up, uh, you know, in their beds. And, and yeah, here I, here I sit so brokenhearted trying to poop, <laughs> but only farted. Uh, but, uh, but here I sit, you know, so all alone, I'm going to watch some wrestling. <laughs> Want a bone? Okay. No, you, no. Yeah. You, you took it too far. Took I tried far. and I failed miserably, but I failed spectacularly. Mm, I don't know if we put it that way, but you failed. Definitely. I was the man in the arena and not just a spectator. <laughs> My gosh. Anyway, uh, did you have anything as far as a botch for this week or anything that it was just like botches in the John Moxley 20 minute match to start off AEW for the 19th time in a row? Yeah, like and like I said, John Moxley and Claudio Castanoli versus FTR, fantastic freaking match! Uh, fantastic match, and yeah. uh, honestly, good, good breakaway and everything. But I, I swear to Bob, the entrance music for, for AEW at this point could be Wild Thing. Be, it's, it's it, like, it honestly it, could. I, and like, Bill, if you're I watching hate, this, I, I hope that you don't that's... send letters to Tony Khan advocating for that. I'm just like, you're giving me fantastic matches, but they don't they don't mean anything. Now, at least with this FTR thing, it looks like they're building towards Revolution. But, like, and had this been a couple weeks ago, it would have been a completely different story, but it's like after the umpteenth John Moxley 20 minute opening match, as good as this match was, it was like, it came like a little too late. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, maybe I'm nitpicking, you know, maybe I'm just being an old miser, but I don't know. I, I, I like a little diversity with my curtain jerkers. Same. And I also like, you know, when guys like John Moxley and Claudio Castanoli and FTR, when they have a match, you know, I feel like that's a main event level match. Yeah. Um, and you know, you could have had the pull away to end the the night. Like you could have had the 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 you know them fighting as the cameras were going off, and that leaves me as a as a as a viewer in suspense. Like, oh, what's going to happen next week? I got to watch. As opposed to having it at the very beginning of the show and. Uh, by the time the show's over, there's already so many other things that have happened. I'm like, oh yeah, that did happen at the beginning of the of the show, right? So, like I said, that's my my botch is just it, it's not with any one particular thing, but it's just the booking of AEW. There are great talents. There's great workmanship. There's there's there are people who can cut promos. There's lots who can't. Um, Storyline is. I would say, you know, as of last week, I'd say non-existent. As of this week, I'd say like, you know, it's it's got a pulse. Um, you know, it's it's on hospice care. Uh, yeah. But but the yeah, just the booking. I mean, AEW has become really good at giving me things that I like in ways that I do not like, so that I cannot enjoy them. Exactly. It's all great matches, but there's no reason as to why. Yeah. But it's just well, there's, there. there's, there's just there's no reason as to why I should care. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't I don't care if you've got Daniel Bryan versus Godzilla. <laughs> it's like, why are they fighting? Why should I care enough to watch this? Yeah, like it's yeah, it's there's there's got to be some level of storytelling. And you can't just have one story and be like, oh, you will MJF. Uh, you know, we're not ready to roll him back out yet. So just watch wrestling without any storyline for the next five or six weeks while we wait to ramp up to that. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. But I mean, I would love to be hopeful that it's going to get better, but we have yet to see anything of substance sure, ever since MJF left. 
I'm sure there's going to be some surprise moments at Revolution. I'm hoping, I'm begging that you'll say, well, we'll see the return of MJF or say we'll see something that injects story, intrigue, you know, anything yeah. other than just, you know, six, six 20 minute matches back to back to back. Then good night. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that's one thing for an indie promotion, you know, who has one show a month. Uh, it's yet another for a, 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 a nationally syndicated television program that's on every week with two hours on Wednesday, two hours on Friday and two hours on Saturday. You gotta make have it, something. Make it matter, please. Make it matter. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah. hey, that's there's there's my there's my botch. Surly old man, grouchy, grumbly. Probably nothing new that anybody else has not already heard from me before. But if you don't like it, shut it. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way too. But hopefully but that make we sure get to more subscribe. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. That is our episode for this week. Like we always say, go check us on our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Go check out our content and subscribe. Like and comment everything that we have. But also, check out all the upcoming events that we've got listed up there. If you want to check out anything else, go to our social media. More events will be coming up soon. But like we always say, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And as always, keep five stars.